Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Spotify Green Room. It's the live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. You can talk to other fans, athletes, insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and the breaking news. It's an audio-only social media platform for sports fans. It's like getting together and just, you know, on audio and just talking about a game and reacting to a game. I mean, this past Saturday would have been a perfect time for it. I mean, we all get together and watch, a, watch the pick game and we all can be miserable all together. And maybe, who knows, we could have had somebody from Pitt on, like, you know, because you can have other athletes on, you can vent to them. Um, you could, you know, insiders. Who knows, maybe somebody from Pitt's admin can, you know, would have been on this, um, you know, could have joined us and... Maybe we could have vented about how um, you know how we're in the, you're you know in year seven of um, you know Pat Narduzzi or year six whatever, and we're still you know doing the same bullshit. Um, all I gotta do is uh, you know just go download the Spotify Groomer app. It's it's on the iOS App Store, Google Play Store. Create your profile, link your Twitter, and just come in for your spiciest takes. All right, guys, welcome into our Pit Panther Rants and our Sports Rants podcast. Vlad Harris, your host, uh, brought to you by The Sports Drink, and let's get into what we need to get into today. Happy Tuesday, by the way, and I see, you know, we're still, the Flames are still, you know, they're a little bit stoked from Saturday, I mean, Obviously, the, you know, obviously the the big pal, the, the big burn pal is still smoking. You know, it's it's hot. It's smoking. Got lots of you know white ash, gray ash, whatever. And of course, you know the coals inside. You know, you know are still a little, little red. So, but you know, I mean, but the you know, but the fire, you know, so the, but the you know the flames are gone. It just you know, it's still it's still you know it's still bright red or bright orange in the middle. You know, so I mean. If you still want to roast your marshmallows over it, you, you, you can. You can make your s'mores. All kind of stuff. Well, I mean, I'm sure more... I mean, because obviously more flames were stoked after Pat Doozy's press conference where I just... I don't know. You know, I just looked at the, the box score for Pitt Western Michigan. I mean, this was like... I mean, watching on TV was one thing. But but the stat sheet was even fucking worse. I mean, but let's take a little breakdown of what you know from my perspective. What I saw. Well, earlier game I watched it. I was on Twitter. Pickett to stop an opening drive, a missed field goal. But Western Michigan was driving the ball. We got bailed out basically because the quarterback tripped over his own feet, and they missed the field goal. Pitt takes a seven-nothing lead. Then Western Michigan gets the ball back, scores a touchdown, and then eventually they would score another touchdown. And Pitt would battle back. Excuse me. And it was 27-27 at halftime. I mean, early in the game, I was, I was talking. Well, you know, Pitt's getting their asses kicked. Um, you know, the defense was getting their asses kicked. 
But I knew this was going to be one of these one of these games. I think I mentioned on the podcast last week that this was going to be one of those games where could possibly be high scoring. Or I mean, I may I may have be wrong. I have not went back to listen to my podcast, but I figured good chance Western Michigan covers, but Pitt you know pulls away. And fortunately, they didn't only the Western Michigan cover, but they actually won the game, and the and the score went over because I figured it'd be a high scoring game because well Pitt's defense still can't stop shit. And, um, yeah, I'm just looking at this. One thing I did say was I expected the running game to break out. And they really didn't. Actually, they didn't at all. I mean, Pitt ran for ninth per yards total. 57 of those yards were from Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett had over 400 yards of total offense. And that was... Get, you know, despite he got hurt, but Nick Patty was he was two for three, thirty-three yards. In fact, I think he had a pass drop from Vincent Davis that killed the drive. I could be wrong though. I don't know. I I, I, I haven't gone back and watched the thing. All I know is I was starting to tweet things about about the game early on, and then I just stopped. I went and um, I had some leftover fajita meats that I made. Not too long ago, I, you know, I I seared it and then I smoked it on the grill and I had some peppers, onions that I chopped up and sautéed and threw threw the meat in there and I had fajitas, you know, that you know that you know on Saturday. But yeah, I spent I just decided to resort to cooking and get off of, get off of Twitter because I was about to flop the handles. Eventually, I went back on and flew off the handles. I'm sure a lot of you did, but Pitt early in this early in the second half had an opportunity to take control of the game. They couldn't do it, and in Western Michigan, obviously did, and that was that. But looking at the uh, stat sheet, looking at the team stats right now, actually, First downs, Western Michigan at 28, Pitt 26. I mean, that's base, that's that's freaking NCAA football type of shit right there. Remember when NCAA football for, like, PlayStation, you would always earn these points because, like, you got 20 first downs in the game? Your, your, your program would earn all these points where you, you, you know, you have to have a running back run for over 100 yards, then 151, then 200. But for me, the big thing was always the first downs. I had to have first, at least 20 first downs. And yeah, I mean, Western Michigan was 7 for 17 on third downs. Pitt was 1 of 8. That was a big difference there. Huge difference. The fact that Pitt lost the game by 3 is amazing. Uh, fourth down efficiencies, you know, nothing too big deal. But total yards, Western Michigan had 517. Pitt had 508. Passing Pitt out of 415 yards total. Uh, Western Michigan, 357. The big glaring stat was the rushing. Western Michigan had 160 yards rushing on Pitt. Uh, Pitt had three turnovers, <clears throat> two fumbles lost, one interception. And they lost by three. And time possession. Uh, Western Michigan had 40. Minutes, pit, 19 minutes, 45 seconds. 
So wait a second. So Pitt's defense, Pitt allows over 500 yards of total offense, 160 on the ground. They can't, they're one of eight on third down on offense. Defense, they couldn't get off the field. They had three turnovers, and they lost by three. Wow. I think I'm looking at the thing here. So Pitt had three turnovers in this game? That's amazing, though. I mean, I'm actually typing this up on Twitter now. Let's see. Uh, Kenny lost two fumbles, yeah. And a pick. Let's see. I'm actually typing this up. I'm tweeting this out. Yeah, it's amazing how they just lost by three points in this game. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you do that. I mean, Kenny <laughs> Pickett was. 23 of 31, 382 yards, six touchdowns. He had 57 yards rushing. Vincent Davis, Levin carries three yards, and that was pretty much it for the pit running game because uh, the running game just wasn't working, and I predicted they would, be, they would break out, and they just didn't. Uh, what, where the hell is all this music coming from? I hate when, ESP, I hate when ESPN does this crap. All right, on receiving the end of it, Jordan Addison, six catches, 124 yards, three touchdowns. Jerry Wayne, 5 for 100. Jay Barn, 2 for 60. Milky Stovall, 3 for 41. Lucas Crawl, 3 for 36. Taser Mack, 2 of 23. The passing numbers are, the, the, I mean, Jordan Aston averaged 20.7 yards per reception. Jerry Wayne, 20 yards per reception. Barton, 30 yards per, per, per reception. That's what's amazing about this, because usually Pitt's receivers were averaging 5 to 7 yards a catch. And man, these these numbers are just staggering now. I mean, Lucas Crow had two two touchdowns himself. Aston had three. But other than that, not much else. Not, not much else to worry about. One thing that uh, we'll say about Western Michigan is they had no turnovers. Uh, I mean, that's one thing they did. They, they they some of the big reasons why they won the game is they executed a lot better. They they were better on third down than us on offense. They didn't. They took. They took care of the ball more than you know than we did. They didn't have three. They didn't have three turnovers. But still, though, I mean, we can sit here and blame the offense all we want. Uh, it was the defense that was the issue today. I mean, I mean, not today, but Saturday. Tim Lester, coach, said he looked at old film from the Syracuse game when we went into overtime. You know. Two former pit players were on that team, so I guess you could say they maybe they gave the coach some input, and it worked because you know Tennessee did, did most of the same stuff last the week before. The only difference is their quarterbacks were so inaccurate that you know we just it, you know their coach was able to say, well, you know, it's not so much accuracy, you know, it's just you got to look at how the how the how the coverage is. I don't know some crap that he was saying. I don't know. But as far as um, Western Michigan goes, there are two Corey Crims and Sky Moore. Corey Crims had eight catches, 161 yards. 
Sky Moore, 11 catches, 124 yards. That was basically their offense, uh, offense on receiving. Rushing, they had Sean Tyler, 14 carries, 84 yards. So Darius Jefferson, 22 carries, 78 yards. They had touchdowns as well. Yeah, it's just... But um, Western Michigan did have fumbles. And they, it looks like they recovered all of them, except, well... It says they had two fumbles, but, hmm, I don't know. It's ESPN kind of screwed this one up. Yeah, I'm looking at their stat sheet. Hmm. But Penner Doozy said that um, he thought the team wasn't mentally, mentally or emotionally prepared for the game. And I'm not sure what the fuck that means. You could be mentally, emotionally prepared for something as much as you want. But when you're getting out coached, it really doesn't matter. I mean, what do you, what do you tell your players? They get more angry, they get more hungry to work harder. I mean, that's basically what he said is he wants us to work harder. Well, when I know your scheme and they're passing all over you and they're doing the same crap over and over and there's really no adjustments being made, you can't just tell, you know, I don't know. I'm sitting there walking around now because I had to get up because I'm reliving all of this. And I know, I, I understand people's um, trying to be optimistic about this, saying, well, it's early in the year and don't bury this team yet. You know, don't, you know, don't stop supporting them and, I mean, we're always going to support the team. We're not going to bury the team. It's the goddamn coaches we want to bury right now. At least one of them. At least one of them we want to bury because it's it's the same old. It's just people are sick and tired of the same crap happening with this program. We're not asking them to be a top ten program. We're looking. We're, we want them to be ranked every once in a while. I mean, how do teams in the A's, I mean, there's teams in the AAC that, get, that are ranked. I mean, Cincinnati is in the top 10, for God's sakes. Memphis gets ranked. Hell, SMU's been ranked. Central Florida's ranked. And we can't even crack the goddamn, goddamn top 25. And even when we are winning, we can't crack it because, because pollsters don't take us seriously enough to, to even give us a ranking. It's just... Boggles my mind, and that's what people are. You know, and it's a, people just want hit the strive for better. That's all. And it just you know we're in year six of this because he started when he come twenty fifteen was his first year, year six, and we're losing to Western Michigan. And I was like thinking to myself, wow, we may actually go and defeat a non conference for the second year in a row. And this happens. We lose to a MAC team. And no disrespect to Western Michigan, but you know if, if you want if you want people to take you seriously, you got to win these. You got you got to win. These, you got to beat teams like this. I mean, and knock them out. I mean, this team got handled by Michigan not you know, the week before. Although Michigan's probably way better than Pitt. But yeah, we're we're in year six of this, and this is and, and this this crap keeps happening. It just keeps popping up. And I mean, we lost. I mean. It was too. I mean, I remember when we lost to Akron. I think we, yeah, we lost to Akron at home. I remember that was a miserable game itself. In itself, that was the Paul Christ era. 
We were looking ahead to, to going five and zero, hanging against Georgia, uh, Virginia Tech, and well, we just didn't think this would. Be t- I mean, we expected to lose to Tennessee, but we wouldn't expect this type of crap. And so, yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of um, there's plenty more season left to go. Uh, Penner Duzzi's contract. Let me look that up because I think his contract is good. Let me see. I'm going to Google that right now, actually. Because people wanted him fired, and I, you know. Yeah, Heather um, Heather extended him until 2024. So. Yeah. Um, his contract is good through the 2024 season. So he's got, after this, he's got two years left. But the thing about him is, I think seven, I think seven, eight wins is going to get him another year, and he may have to make some adjustments. He may have to make changes to his staff. He may need to fire his uh, his friend who he hired as a linebacker coach because the linebackers have been disappointing for the most part. So yeah, he's going to um, he'll be around. I think if he gets seven, eight wins again, he's going to be around because Pitt has a whole thing that they're, they're going with right now because they got him. They got Jeff Capel this year who hasn't really done anything since he's gotten here. I mean, he's some of the corner, some of the big pieces to his program. He, they, those guys came in and they transferred out. He's, you know, so he's, He's got to show something this year that he's making some sort of progress. So you got him, you got Capel, and you also you got Lance White from the women's program. So you have these three, and you obviously can't fire all three in one, you know, in one setting. But I would say one of three is most likely going to be gone after this year. Uh, the weakest link probably is going to be Lance White because it's a women's program. Although, you know what? The women's program hasn't gone anywhere in so long. It was such a big rebuild. But if uh, Lance does show something here, obviously he's going to stay. But our two bigger sports, football and basketball, who knows? All three may even stay. But, but yeah, Pitt's not going to – I mean, but – if they all tank, uh, I don't think the pit's gonna fire all three in one setting. They'll get they'll get they'll get rid of at least one or two. But I mean, Pat, they may keep for another year if he wins seventy games. I mean, this season wouldn't have to really fly out the handle for Pat or Doozy to leave. Be, I mean, you know, for him to be told to leave. Probably the same. I mean, but the basketball program—that's another one. It just. It's just a mess right now. Uh, hopefully, Capel's rates the ship this year, but I'm, I'm not really too optimistic about it right now. And then, of course, women's program. I mean, obviously, Lance White's your obvious <laughs> obvious choice if you're going to fire one of the three because women's program has, just, has been a lot worse. 
And you know what? You can go on and talk about these things on the Spotify Green Room. It's the live audio only sports talk platform. It's a social media platform. It's like a audio, it's audio version of Twitter, except for you don't have guys with dog ABs, you know, trying to troll you. You can start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games. You talk to our sports fans. Some insiders may come by and you can talk to them. Maybe they'll reply to you. Maybe other athletes drop in. Executives. I mean, like I said, maybe Heather comes on and maybe you ask Heather, hey, what's going on with this whole coaching thing? What's going on with the program? Or maybe Pat Bostick comes by. Who knows? All you got to do, guys, is go and download the Spotify Green Room app. It's free on the iOS App Store, Google Play. Create your profile, link your Twitter, and just come in with your hot, spicy takes. All right, now going through the rest of the ACC. Um, Louisville beat uh, Central Florida 42-35. That had a crazy ending on a you know pick six late, in the, very very late in the game, and Louisville won. West Virginia beat Virginia Tech 27-21. So yeah, obviously it was, a, it was another shitty day, shitty weekend for the ACC. Uh, North Carolina, Virginia. It was kind of beat Virginia 59-39. I liked I liked the Cavaliers in this game. Of course, I was wrong on that one. Michigan State hammered Miami. I mean, there's plenty of coaches that are, are going to be on the hot seat for the ACC. May Diaz is obviously one of them because he brought in De'Aaron King to help uh, give the program some a jolt. I mean, he's done that. I mean, on, on the statue, it looks like it. He, he's done it. But Miami just isn't the Miami that we used to know. I mean, they, they're they just they're not. They haven't been for a long time. Ever, you know, ever since the Coker era, they just haven't been that team. Syracuse beat Albany. I thought that Syracuse would win that game. I mean, I thought Albany would win that game. And an upset, but Syracuse took care of I mean, they're 2-1. So, yeah, they, they, you know, I think they've beaten two cupcakes, I think. Boston College beats Temple 20-3. I, I thought Temple would cover that 16, but sometimes spreads are just too good to be true. I thought Florida State, oh, did, I, did I take wake over Florida State? I think I did, actually. I mean, I have to go back in the podcast and see, but Florida State's now with three all of a sudden, and I guess that moral victory against Notre Dame—they're still celebrating it. I guess I have no idea, or maybe they just weren't as good as they thought they were. But I think also Florida State did lose their quarterback to an injury. I think he did. Let me see box score. Take a look here. Yeah, it looks like he uh, Mackenzie Milton. He didn't have a good game anyway, but Jordan Travis took over. And let's see, Northwestern and Duke. Duke won that one, which is very surprising. Northwestern was in the Big Ten title game. NC State beats Vermont. Now as we go around the whole college football world. Let's take a look here. Hmm. Uh, take a look here. Cincinnati beat Indiana. Clemson barely beat Georgia Tech 14-8. I, I'm not sure. I don't know what's going on with Clemson there. Uh, Penn State beat Auburn 20-20. In front of, you know, it must be nice. You know, it must be nice that our rivals, all, all, you know, regional rivals, won games and we won their games and we didn't. And that's the shitty part about being a Pitt fan is, I mean, if you're a Pitt and Steelers fan, you had an even more shittier weekend because, well. Pitt lost, Penn State won, West Virginia won. 
and Cleveland and Baltimore won, and Cincinnati won. So obviously, if you're a Pitt and a Steelers fan, uh, yeah, it was a really horrible fucking weekend. You know, it's I, I, you know, I, I did see something where a local radio host said that Pitt football committed suicide when they tore, tore down Pitt Stadium. But I just remember, I'm old enough to remember when I listened to his show back in when the stadium was being torn down. He, he mocked the student body for wanting to save the stadium. And he, you know, he had one of the members on who, wanted to, you know, who was part of that whole movement to save the stadium and basically called him an, basically, you know, called him an idiot, called the student body a bunch of idiots. You know, I, I don't get it. So now all of a sudden it's a bad, it was a bad idea we tore down the fucking stadium. And it's just, you know, the Pitt Stadium discussion is such a never-ending, you know, it's always going to be a talking point because we love t- talking about on-campus stadium. But, let, I mean, saying that Pitt doesn't need on-campus stadium is not really a controversial talking point. I mean, you know, it, it really isn't. So it's not. It means when somebody you know says that Pitt doesn't on, on campus stadium, it's not really choosing fucking violence. I mean, we we know we know we're stuck with Heinz Field. I mean, we would love an on campus stadium, but it's not really an emotional debate. I mean, it's it's been talked about ad nauseum. But whatever, I don't care. I I don't care what I'm talking about it right now. That explains a lot. But um, other than that, yeah, there's plenty of, uh, let's see, Amanda Diaz, Mike Norville is probably in the hot seat, so more of that, uh, more of the carousel for the ACC. Obviously, with the pit season, not all is lost. It just, you know, we got nine games left. But where does pick go from here? There's one person mentioned on Twitter. They go seven and five. That's about it. That's all I can really, really say about it. And of course, if I scroll here, anything else going on that's of any interest stuff? Now, somebody did mention uh, Luke Fickle for for the pit job, but to be honest with you, it's, it's if I'm Luke Fickle, I'm staying at Cincinnati because they're going to the Big Twelve soon, and he's probably going to get a bigger bigger payout. Anyway, so I just, um, yeah. Oh, no, just some tired, tired topics. Oh, and by the way, talk about the hurricane. Um, last week, you know, hurricane hit Houston, and it was a tropical storm upgraded to a hurricane. And, you know, not much happened. Um my neighbor behind me, her gate fell down. According to her, my fence slammed into hers. But our fences are, are wooden. They're close together. So I don't see how mine struck hers. And I think hers just fell down. But, of course, I rent, so my landlord has to you know, coordinate with her, her landlord. And it was funny because she said it was her gate. And I thought it was her home. And it turns out, no, her, she's running it. And it's a bunch of, whole, it's a bunch of rich houses over there. And the, I mean, I was out with electric. I was out of electricity for two days, and they had electricity over there, which must have been nice. 
it was like it was like our area didn't have you know electric, but all the nicer homes had you know had electric. And most of my food was salvageable. A lot of it that thought I had to cook, I actually had to cook. Which you know, I saw meal prep for a while. But no, it wasn't too bad of a you know. It was it wasn't a lot of rain. It was mostly a lot of wind. It was like oh, I heard all night was you know like that. That's all it was. But anyways, guys, I'm done rambling today. Enjoy the rest of your week. I'll be back Thursday. Hell to pit or Friday, whatever.